Well, hello everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to this live broadcast. And I'm gonna actually be on the road quite a bit uh, for the next couple of weeks. Um, lots of different moving parts, lots of different things going on. As you guys recall from past uh, broadcasts and posts, I have made a commitment to the highway patrol that are my friends and the police officers that I've talked to that I will not look into the camera when I'm driving, but due to time constraints, we do have to do the broadcast right now when I'm on the road, just because we are pretty active, actively engaged in meetings and all different types of things that we're working on, things that we've been talking about, you and I have been talking about uh, since this hideous steal that has taken place uh, here in the United States. And, um, you know, we, we sprung into action. We've been in action, to be honest with you, uh, for you know, well over a year now, uh, because of course we were on the ground and in action prior to the election. And then after the election, we actually kicked into a high gear, or low gear, whatever you want to call it, higher gear, I think. Um, and, and I thought I was going to be done after the election. I'd get some time with my family. I'd get some time to relax. And it turned into, uh, you know, much more, uh, important season than you know, even the, before the election, because we were trying to stop the hideous steal. Uh, but that, that happened, and uh, we have not stopped since because we have to be activated now uh, with regard to pushing back, and uh, it really you know, is such a critical time for our nation, the future of our nation, uh, what kind of country we're going to give over to our children and grandchildren, and of course, that's one of the uh, big things that keeps me going and energized because I have a daughter, and I look at you know, my family, and I say, you know, I was blessed to be in an America where I could speak freely, where I could preach the gospel freely. Uh, I didn't have uh, some Gustavo trying to come into my church. I didn't have uh, somebody sitting there looking over my sermon notes. And uh, I want to preserve that because America has really been, uh, you know, the, the, the shining city on a hill like Reagan, uh, you know, explained it to be. Uh, where the whole world and many people don't leave the United States or you haven't really traveled much and uh, that's that's fine I'm not you know speaking against anybody that hasn't have the, had that opportunity it's a blessing to be able to travel uh, but when you do travel and you see some of the third world countries and you see uh, some places in Africa and you see uh, communist nations like China you become much more aware of how blessed we are as Americans uh, to enjoy the freedoms that we have because I will tell you that in these other countries no matter how much the left tries to uh, make them out to be uh, some type of example um, they actually have real societal problems and challenges and it's hard to break out of being uh, impoverished and uh, really greatly restricted from things that we're able to do easily here in the United States and I know it seems sometimes hard it's hard to start a business I understand there's a lot of things you got to do to start a business. You got to get the permits. You got to get the money, uh, you know, some type of seed money or a loan or something in order to get it off the ground. And, you know, you have to do all different types of things. Nowadays, it's much harder than it was, especially with the COVID restrictions and different things. But it's still a million times easier in the United States than it is in other parts of the world. And uh, that I'll give an example. When somebody comes here from a foreign nation like Pakistan or China uh, you, you often see those people become small business owners. And the reason why you see that is because compared to, comparatively from where they come from, uh, China or Pakistan or some other third world country, 
it, it's difficult there to to live. You know, you're you're really uh, beholden to the system. Where here in America, uh, and I know a lot of people speak against capitalism, and of course there is uh, definitely negative things with regard to capitalism, where people uh, take advantage of the system. But with regard to our freedoms, we have a tremendous more amount of freedom. We've always enjoyed that, especially if you have lived here your whole life. So that being said, those very things are what are being targeted now. Free speech, uh, the you know regulation, uh, the Democrats seem to think that more regulation is good. Uh, they continually put more taxes. They're talking about raising the taxes to 28% for corporations. That is a substantial increase. Uh, that would put us, um, you know, as one of the highest corporate taxed uh, countries uh, in all the world. And, uh, you know, there's a reason why they do this. And so what I want to talk about on today's broadcast is the reasoning behind it. Because if you look at the policies themselves, they don't make any sense. And any rational person, any rational human being, any person that has any type of discernment or business acumen, you would look and, and you would see uh, clearly that these are awful policies. Um, you know, for instance, uh, when it comes to taxation, Look at Ronald Reagan's trickle-down economics. With his trickle-down economics, you know, every time we've seen that implemented, there's been prosperity. Every time, you know, Trump really did probably one of the best tax plans and tax cuts that our nation's ever seen. And what did we see? An amazing, what else did he do? He cut it, cut regulation. And so when, when that is able to happen and corporations have incentive not to leave the United States, but rather to stay in the United States and also have the ability to hire more people, what that does is it creates jobs. And so trickle-down economics is, is that you cut the tax rate, but what happens is people end up spending more, and so the government in turn makes more money. And uh, it just makes sense. So there's really no reason why somebody would uh, want to do the policies of the leftists now, the the socialists and the communists, unless they were trying to impede growth, stunt growth, and take uh, you know more of a government control philosophy, and that is exactly what they want to do. They want the average American. Now I know there's some Americans that have more resources. You may have real estate holdings or more finances that you're you're more agile in your decision making process, and maybe you have more freedom economically. But for most Americans, most blue-collar Americans, even most middle-class Americans, uh, you will find that most Americans are having a hard time even paying their bills currently. And that's why there is so much stimulus that's being rolled out by the government now that, that it comes in, in, a, in like a Robin Hood mentality where you think, oh, wow, great, you know, stimulus, stimulus. And I'm not against the stimulus checks per se because I think that many people are struggling and it's helping them. But if they really wanted to help you know, you and me and the American workers, the blue collar workers and the middle class and the, and the working force of America, they would de uh, dedicate the entirety of the stimulus. You know, imagine $2.1 trillion. Every American would get upward of $57,000, $60,000, you know, instead of getting a measly, what, $1,400 or $600. So, you know, they give you crumbs and then where does the rest of that money go? It goes to foreign governments it goes to special interests. Uh, it goes to all different types of entities that really are not 
uh, in our interest as Americans. And so, um, you know, it's troubling. And, and the, what I try to do is bring awareness. Now, we're also very actionable. That's why you always see me on the road. I'm always going somewhere. Where am I going? Where is this man going? He's always going somewhere. <laughs> Somebody said, why is he always in the car? Well, I'm always in the car because I'm always going somewhere because I'm very busy. We are, you know, I'm a firm believer in action. You know, I can talk all day long. As you guys can see, I have the gift of gab. I can talk. I can, I can shoot off the cuff and talk about whatever. I mean, whatever subject we want to talk about, we'll talk about it. But, but there's nothing that really happens other than bringing awareness, which is a key factor and very important. But the, the other part that's equally, if not more important, is the action. There always has to be an action. So what are we doing? And that is what I hold to a high standard in my own, in the ministry that we're doing, is being actionable, finding strategies, solutions, uh, ways to push back, ways for us to not only educate uh, you know, patriots and Americans and citizens, but also to fight back and to say, this is what we can actually do now. This is what we can do. Now, of course, we're all hoping that what just transpired in this last election cycle will come to light. Uh, the amount of evidence is insurmountable. Uh, you know, the challenge is not to find more evidence. Of course, more evidence is always good, but, but there has been already a substantial amount of evidence. And we've kind of la laid a lot of that out over the last couple of months. So that, that percent really isn't my, isn't my biggest concern is finding more evidence. The, the, the thing that we've been talking about is a mechanism to bring forth justice. There needs to be some type of mechanism. And what we've looked at is, is we've determined that because many of these institutions have systematically let us down one by one, one of the biggest things that we can do is to wake up more people in the, and, and, and change the court of public opinion. And in, the, um, in, in doing so, it brings uh, it to the forefront. In other words, like, you know, when you look on Twitter, I mean, I, know, I don't like Twitter, uh, but I'm just giving an example. Twitter and there's, there's a trending, you know, hashtag. Well, those trends actually, a lot of those trends are, are introduced by Twitter. They, they tend to push down real twin trends, uh, things that, you know, especially during the Trump era that were trending, they would completely take them off because they didn't want people to know that they were trending. But for lack of a better um, example, we'll just say that they didn't do that. And when you see something trending, that's because people are talking about it. And they're talking about it in great numbers to the, to the extent that a key word is trending because so many people, millions and millions of people are talking about it. So this is what we want to do. Now we know that the current social media companies like Twitter, Facebook, and others will of course suppress, just like they do with this, free speech. And so they're gonna be out there and they're gonna try to take down more accounts and they're gonna try to silence more people. But the good news is we're only now weeks away from the introduction of, um, a new social media platform called Frank Speech. And I am going to be involved with Frank Speech. I will be on Frank Speech as an influencer. I will be on Frank Speech uh, as a podcaster. I will be on Frank Speech speaking with no worries whatsoever about what I say like I have to do on this platform because this platform, has, there's a looming threat over me every day that they may either uh, put me in Facebook jail or they may uh, put me in YouTube jail, or they may just completely blow up my account like they've done with so many of my friends. And I always say the reason why I think they haven't done that yet 
And probably the only reason is because I am literally the president of the Religious Liberty Coalition here in the United States of America and a pastor. And we have lawyers that literally work with us. And I think it would be a pretty big problem if they did that because we're going to bring awareness all over social media and the regular media about what they did in silencing this pastor. And I think they're worried about that. But you better believe that they watch my broadcast. I know they do because Right Wing Watch literally picks up my posts. How crazy is that? That Right Wing Watch picks up Facebook posts that a pastor in the United States posts now. So this is where we're at, friends. Um, so it's okay. I, I'm willing to take the arrows in a, in, a, in a small way compared to what President Trump and guys like Mike Lindell and many others that are out there take in a much larger way. And that's fine because this is what we need to do. The more people that speak out, the more uh, that they have, it's like whack-a-mole. They have a hard time keeping everybody down and they're gonna have a harder time with these new social media platforms where we're literally getting around their military attack because that's exactly what it is. It's a military, Not I'm not saying the US military is doing it. I'm saying it's a military strategy where they cut the communication lines. That's what they have tried to do is to cut descending voices to cut uh, you know, anybody that's speaking uh, an alternative narrative to what they deem as the quote-unquote mainstream narrative. And many of you are awake, and some of you have been awake for a while, and some of you are just waking up. It doesn't really matter to me if you're newly awakened. I, I'm thankful for that. Uh, or if you've been awake for a while. We are now in a battle. We understand what the situation is. We understand the battle lines are drawn, if you will. And we understand that there are free speech people, people that care about their faith in Jesus, in God, people that want to preach and teach the entirety of the word of God and live out their faith freely, like the founders of this nation intended. And uh, the founders, by the way, while we're talking about them, uh, we're talking about inalienable rights, rights that were given not by a state or by a government, but rights that were given to us by our creator, by God. And so these are inalienable rights. Every American needs to understand uh, the inalienable rights. Life, life is one of them. To, to stand for life. Now, why would these people be against life? How crazy is that? Well, it's not crazy if you understand who they are. They've called it a conspiracy. They've told us it's a conspiracy to think that they serve Satan. And for many years, many people said, oh, I don't know if it's that crazy. I don't know. And I see, I knew because I was in Hollywood, and many of you guys uh, who choose to read my testimony when it comes out, and it's gonna be in a few weeks, you, you'll understand why I have the perspective that I do, because I, I see things through a certain lens and vantage point, because I was in Hollywood as a young person, saw all the stuff going on there, that connected me to government, which I later found out that government and Hollywood were actually working in tandem. And so they were trying to tell you that it's a conspiracy or it's crazy or all this stuff is not happening, but I lived it. So I know it's happening and they know that I know. And that's why people like me are a threat to them because they know that I know and I know that they know. And so we all know. And that's why the only thing that they can do to a person like me is to silence me, is to attack my finances, is to try to scare me into submission. And that's what they have done, unfortunately attempted to, but I am not someone that goes down easy. And uh, we've been in warfare for a while and I, I don't ask uh, your sympathy, but I do ask your prayers. 
but the, the bottom line is, is that now we understand the battle line. We understand, yes, there are people that are openly serving Satan that want to kill babies. Now, not all of them are Satan worshipers. Some of them are doing it unknow you know, unwillingly or unknowingly. They don't know that they're serving Satan. Many of them do, though. And I want you to, to see that because now it's really coming to the surface more than ever. If you look at some of these, excuse me, somebody was trying to call me, how vile and grotesque they are. And you think to yourself, who comes up with these performances? Who are the, are the vile minds? What types of people are coming up with these performances? And for many years, people would say, well, you know, I kind of see what you're saying, but I just can't believe that that's really what's going on. And so I was in this battle, folks. I was in a battle because many people didn't believe me and they put me into like the crazy category. And uh, what the Lord has done in the last year or so is wake, you know, awoken or awaken so many people. Uh, I don't like to use the term woke because it's been hijacked from the left. But what it's happened now is people are seeing it and they're saying, wow, it's, it's, a, it's really a vindication for me. But honestly, that's not what I intend to, to, to get. I'm not here for accolades or for my own credit. I'm not trying to do any of that. Um, rather, what I am trying to do is to uh, spark awareness and let people understand that, no, this really is what's happening. This, this really is the case. Um, you know, and, uh, I wish that, uh, it wasn't the case. I wish that these people weren't serving a demonic agenda, but all I got through so far is one inalienable right. And that's life there. You know, the babies are being sacrificed just like they have been, uh, in the days of, uh, when they were sacrificing babies to Molech, that's still happening. Uh, that's why they come after the babies. That's why, uh, there's such a push to murder the innocent. That's why it's such a spiritual battle. Now, I didn't get to the next one. Life, liberty. Why are they coming after liberty? America, as I mentioned earlier, has often been referred to as the shining city on a hill. America is a great place. America is a beautiful place. Unfortunately, there's been a corrupt element that has tried to take over our society, and they are far along now, and, uh, and we have to push back. The hour is extremely late. And uh, I'm thankful for the remnant warriors that get it, but they wanna take away our liberties. They wanna take away our freedom of speech. They wanna take away our first amendment, our second amendment, um, you know, our right to bear arms. They wanna take away our religious liberties and freedoms. So they're coming after the liberty, life, liberty. Okay, why are they coming after those? Because communism and socialism, that's against their agenda. They don't want freedom. They don't want freedom of religion. They don't want freedom of thought. They don't want freedom of individuality. They want collectivism. So it's it's a doctrine, friends. And that's why I understand where they're going, not because I'm special or I'm cool or something like that. I understand because I've been studying and researching who these people are and what they're trying to do for decades. And so I understand it because I've read their 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 whole philosophy. And, and it's like I know their, uh, their whole thing, you know? I, and so anyway, all that to say, and, uh, you know, it, it, the pursuit of happiness, okay? Let, let's talk about that. How many of you are feeling like the pursuit of happiness is being in, infringed upon here in the United States of America? Well, of course, they don't want you to have life, liberty, or the pursuit of happiness because they wanna take away your ability to make your own decisions and choices and work where you wanna work and be able to remember the American dream, owning a house and having a family and all that. What are they coming after? The family unit. They, now they're coming after, um, you know, individuals' gender. 
because they feel like if they can do that, less people will have babies, less people will reproduce. Well, what did God say in his word? Be fruitful and multiply. So everything that we're seeing on this agenda, which is a big agenda, and you have to kind of look at it from the 65,000 foot level to understand, uh, but, but the truth of the matter is, is, is that it's all demonic. And that's why a pastor like myself feels the need to talk about these things because this is a demonic agenda and the only solution to a demonic agenda is a spiritual answer. And that is found in the word of God. And God has given us the tools in our toolbox to defeat the adversary, to destroy his plans, to, to fight back. And that's why I'm not willing to surrender and that's why I don't surrender because we have to fight back, not only with action, but also in prayer because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. God has given us, not a spirit of fear, by the way, but a power of love, of a sound mind. He's given us authority to trample on scorpions and demons, to cast them out. I've been talking a lot about the word ekbalo, cast out, drive out. We have that ability as saints of God that are empowered by the Holy Spirit to drive out. That is a word from the Lord, friends. We have seemingly, uh, because of a lot of um, unfortunate teaching and lack of teaching, a lot of people don't understand the authority that they have in Christ Jesus. And so they're feeling defeated and they're feeling like dead in the water. And so my the word that I feel led to give you today, which is from the Holy Spirit, is very simple. We have the answer. The answer is Jesus Christ. The authority is found in the scripture and by the anointing that breaks the yoke, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So although everything I said can be disheartening and can be discouraging and can be disparaging, at the same time, there is hope and never forget that there's hope because the hope is found in Christ Jesus. He's the solution to the problem. It's not a government solution. It's not a chemical solution. It's a spiritual solution. And that's why he said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal because the answer is not found in any type of legislation or person uh, here on this earth. It's found by the spirit of living God being an anointed person that's able to break the stronghold and break the yoke by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we need to do. So the enemy's biggest fear is that the church in America understands our authority. The enemy's biggest fear is, is that we understand our identity in Christ and what we're actually able to do. We could have broke this COVID thing a long time ago. <laughs> this whole COVID thing could have been done because we have authority as the church, the real church, the remnant church, the the, the, the church that's willing to walk in the authority and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we have the solution. And so I want to encourage you today, if we embrace that solution, we understand that solution, we walk in that solution, we walk into the room by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, change the atmosphere. We can do this in our nation. Intercessors, you are the most important people. You are so important. Those that are praying and interceding, you are so important. You say, oh, well, I, you know, all I can do is pray. Well, all you can do is pray. That's huge. We need you praying. I need you praying. Thank you for those that are covering this ministry. Listen, I'm willing to be the action person. I'm willing to be out here doing these meetings, you know, introducing these action strategies. I'm willing to do that, but I need prayer covering. And the thing that I hate talking about, but we also need is financial covering because, you know, we're, we're engaged in a very big battle. And like I mentioned earlier, they come after our finances. And so they want me to give up. They want me to say, you know what? 
I'm not gonna be able to make it. I gotta go and get a job at whatever place. And trust me, friends, I did that for many years. I was an executive in a company. I was bivocational as a pastor. I understand working and I'm a very hard worker. And so it's not that I'm trying not to work at a, at a corporate job, but the truth is, is that in order for me to do the things that I'm doing, I don't have time to do that because we have a lot of stuff that we're working on. So I need your prayers. I need your financial undergirding. I appreciate you. But the big thing today that I want everybody to understand is, is that we have authority in Jesus Christ. We have authority in Jesus Christ. And when the church realizes this and when we wake up and when we get it, who we are and who we're meant to be, this whole thing is gonna be turned upside down because the enemy's biggest fear is that we understand who we are in Jesus Christ and we do something about it. And so don't ever think that you are you're helpless or you're dead in the water or it's hopeless. Not the case, not the case at all. You know, I know the enemy's working hard to discourage you guys. I get it, trust me, he's doing the same to me. I mean, the attacks are brutal. They're horrible. I'm not gonna lie to you and say it's like so fun and happy, happy and oh yeah, you know, I know a lot of people just say, oh, you know, blessed and highly favored. Well, I am blessed and highly favored, but the warfare is extreme and it, and, it, and, it, and it affects every part of our life. And I'm not here to complain or whine, but the truth of the matter is, is that this is what it takes. So if you're getting spiritual warfare, it means you're over the flat, you're over the target and you're going to get the flack and that's okay because you're blessed. You're blessed to be chosen by God and you're blessed that he's, he's, he's chosen you for this mission and you're blessed that he trusts you. And you better believe that just like the, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, he is not going to forget about you. He knows you by name. He made you fearfully and wonderfully for a time as this. So stand up, rise up, be encouraged, start jumping around the room and, and just declaring and, and decreeing and speaking life and praising the name of Jesus and giving him the glory for what he's going to do, what he's done, what he's about to do. I'm telling you folks, it's going to be powerful. And when we see how this whole thing starts to really come into, into perspective, we're going to be like, wow, God loves us because he does. He loves us. And uh, we walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, the battle belongs to the Lord. He is fighting our battles. And uh, we just show up every day and say, Lord, use me. And uh, he will. So I love you guys. I bless you. Thank you for being awake, remnant warriors. It just means the world to us. And we love you. I, I can't even tell you. I appreciate you. I love you. I appreciate your messages and, and all the support and the prayers and you guys are amazing and we're going to win this. Listen, we're going to win this. We're not going to come in second place. We're going to win. We are winning right now. People don't understand, but we are winning. So be encouraged. Give the Lord praise. Bless you guys. We'll talk to you soon.